Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. In today's episode, Natalie talks to Renee Claire about time management. Our guest today is the productive wellnesspreneur, aka Renee Claire, is a productivity consultant for small business owners in the wellness industry. She helps clients lighten their workloads so they have more time and energy to enlighten others. Time is one of the most precious things in life. Learn how to manage your time effectively with lots of tips from Renee and Natalie. Check out our show notes for all links related to this episode. This episode is brought to you by Shanti Yoga Training School, offering both online and in-person yoga certifications at the 200-hour and 300-hour level. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Life on Earth, the Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace, and global equality, one earthling at a time. Hey, hi, Renee. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. It's so good to connect with you again. I'm just really honored and thrilled. Thank you. Oh, well, I'm honored that you're here. And I know that we've tried to connect before. So it's finally, it's happening maybe at the right time when we need this timing thing, since we're talking about time anyway. <laughs> this could be like a, a very, a very appropriate thing. So today, just so the listeners that are here, I know that we're going to go into time management, which is something that you have. You have a course that you offer, Time Management 101. So I'm super excited to pick up your brain and ask questions and get any tips that we can. But also, I would like for before we kind of go into that, have a little bit of your background. I know that you're also a certified yoga teacher and you know, all of that, how you got into recruiting and time management and if you, whatever you want to share with us today. Yeah, sure. So hi, everybody. My name is Renee Claire, and I'm a productivity consultant for small business owners in the wellness industry. And my mission in life is to show you and them how to lighten their workloads so that they can have more time and energy to enlighten the lives of others. My background is super eclectic. Just as Natalie said, I am a certified yoga teacher. I got certified in, gosh, when was that now? 2015. I did a nine-month program. Yay, for longer programs, right? And I loved it. I, I'm part of the Raja yoga tradition. And my focus as of becoming a productivity coach was by way of meditation. So I love how meditation really can help us be more productive in our lives. It's all about clearing the mind and practicing self-care. You'll probably hear me say that over and over again, um, self-care first. All the yoga principles that I've learned and taught myself are integrated into how I show up as a productivity consultant. But before that, I have done a multitude of things. I used to work with people who dealt with schizophrenia. So one of the best compliments I ever got in the world was someone who said, you know, that I really helped them to understand and organize their thoughts. And I feel that that's what I do today, not only with yoga and meditation, but also by way of productivity. Right before the pandemic, I was teaching yoga online. So I was one of the first pioneers in the online yoga industry and started that business. And I was also doing marketing work, but through this, I was supporting a recruiter through marketing and I thought, well, well, I'll just learn about recruiting too. So I quickly joined him in his expedition and became a recruiter. So I used to recruit hardware and software engineers, and that was a lot of fun. But during the pandemic, we lost all of our clients and I went back to yoga. And all of a sudden, though, I had my mentors, including Shannon Crow, who is another wonderful podcast hostess, such as yourself, Natalie, who started asking me for help around time management and recruiting their own team members. And then my productivity business was born. (laughs) So it's been a real honor to figure out how to combine my love of psychology and business along with health, whether it's mental, spiritual, you know, all the things. 
Yeah, that's really great. That's what it sounds like, that you are really combining all of that, different backgrounds that you have, but really working with the kind of people that your niche, what you know, what you love, health and wellness and all that. Did you practice at Yoga Works? So we talked about that for a little bit, or did you talk oh, like, taught at Yoga Works or you worked there? What happened? I lived in California, everybody, when I got my yoga teacher certification. And so I had the wonderful privilege to go down to Yoga Tree, which Yoga Tree was a sister of Yoga Works for a brief moment. And so I'd go down to San Francisco and take my advanced yoga teacher training. I didn't ever get to teach there, although it was a dream. But one of my yoga teacher mentors is Stacey Rosenberg, and she's just lovely. So I took a lot, a lot of core stability and alignment advanced yoga teacher trainings with her. I miss going down there so much and experiencing that in the community. Yeah, because I worked and lived in Los Angeles and worked for the yoga works in LA, different ones. I know the one in San Francisco that you're talking about. That's cool. Yeah, because I remember we had that connection too. So how did this course, Time Management 101, sort of you decided to, to do it? Is it because you were talking about how Shannon was asking you for some help with some stuff? So was it because you were kind of like taking a look at yourself or is it because you felt like your clients really needed it? I know for sure that like one of the reasons why I want wanted to talk to you so much is because I know for sure that I need it. But yeah, I'm curious like how you really kind of structure that. Yeah, that is such a great question. <laughs> Oftentimes I find, and maybe this is true for your listeners too, that we just find if we're quiet, that our path will just take us where we need to go unbeknownst to ourselves, you know? So it is exactly the first. I was working with Shannon Crow and shared that, oh, I do recruiting. I noticed that you're recruiting for yourself. Do you need any help? Do you want me to help you? And so I was really honored to walk her through her recruiting process. And she hired not one, but two really great matches who are still working with her today. And that's, gosh, it's 2023. And that was 2020, right? But after seeing how I was managing my time, along with all of the project management that came along with recruiting, she invited me to come and do a workshop for the yoga teachers, um, the listeners of the podcast that she has. And that was really special. And then from there, other people got word of it and they started bringing me in to speak to their groups and doing a time management workshop too. It goes to show you how much of a need something that you would think, oh, time management, but it's like, it's such a simple thing and yet so complex at the same time, you know? Mm -hmm. And you could say, well, it's so obvious, but it's really, it is and it isn't. I mean, I could totally see why so many people wanted you to talk about it. And, you know, and I I think that the connection that you and I have is from Amanda Kingston from her podcast. Because, well, I know her. And she sent me something about you like a little while ago about, I think it was like something it was to come to this live stream or something that was going on, like an event online. And I said, oh, that sounds so cool. And I think I was teaching a training or something. I couldn't come, but that was like the first time that I got you on my radar (laughs) per se. Thank you, Amanda and I are definitely still friends. And so that's a huge compliment. um, Yeah, she's amazing. I I love her too. Okay, so let's start. Let's dig into it. So I think that, for example, I can state for me, well, I think a lot of us probably have a lot of the same, I want to say like issues, but things and concerns happening around time management. There's a lot of similarities of like what's happening collectively. I think for one, everybody's like over, I hate to say like everybody, because it's like, obviously not everybody, every rule, there's an exception, there's no everybody, but many of us are overbooking, many of us are overscheduling, not scheduling self-care, not knowing how to compartmentalize, not knowing how to, I mean, the list is like goes on. And, and the other part of it, and all of this, I know there are different aspects, is also this people pleasing, right? Or not knowing Mm -hmm. when to say no, or maybe you're working with a client for a while and then the client gets a hold of you and wants something immediately. And let's say it could be like a Thanksgiving. And of course you can't get back to people on Thanksgiving. It should be sort of a known 
Well, actually, I, sh- I should take that back because I think that that's what gets in- us into trouble. The shoulds, you know what I mean? Because it's like, just because you think that, oh, I'm not going to work over Thanksgiving, it doesn't mean that somebody else thinks like that. So really, it's on you to set your own boundaries for how you want your life to look at. <laughs> Preach, yes. And that's where you come in and like, <laughs> you can break all this down. On your course, I saw some of the bullets like scheduling, time blocking. I would love to talk about it however you want to guide us through bullet journaling, boundary setting, because all of these better prioritizing, that's a huge one too, you know? Yes, I think it might help if I took everybody back to what was going on with me before I realized how important time management was and what I was dealing with. Because a lot of people will be like, I think we like to think of people and put them on a pedestal, but I very much, we can only practice what we preach, right? <laughs> what we yes. experience. Yes. So okay. Me, take us through it. <laughs> I'll, I'll take you back, way back. I'm just kidding. <laughs> So, oh gosh, it was 2016 and I was living in California and I was in the middle of my yoga teacher training. I was working full time and actually I had finished my yoga teacher training and I was teaching about four to five classes a week on top of a full-time schedule and I was going through a divorce. So I just felt like I was at rock bottom. I was triple booking myself, (laughs) which I know you just said. I thought I was making people happy by saying yes and going through all the motions. But slowly over time, I realized I was actually disappointing people. I was angering my friends, losing friends. And I was just getting up and going through the motions. I wasn't enjoying my life. And it was a really, really sad kind of rock bottom kind of time. And we do as, as we do. And I love therapy. And I was in the middle of a therapy session with my beautiful therapist at the time. And she said, okay, Renee, she's like, you just told me everything on your plate. And I'm personally exhausted. Do you know what you're doing? And I said, no, I'm scared to fail. I'm scared to not make it. All of these like feelings of lack and insecurity um, were coming over me. And so she did the most beautiful thing that I think set me on my course for productivity, which she challenged me to buy a paper planner and she challenged me to put three things first, which was to eat, to sleep and to move. And when I first got my paper planner, I love that. (laughs) When, thank you. When I first got my paper planner, I wrote down everything I was doing and it was amazing to see on paper how much of my time was just going, going, going. And I, really wasn't getting anything done. It was like the opposite, right? We think that if we just push ourselves to the max, we're going to be our most productive, but that's actually counterintuitive. It's not correct. And as we know through yoga, life is a balance between movement and rest, which is my favorite Otho quote. And so it was really daunting to see how much I was hurting myself by trying to please others and by trying to sort of cover up the hurt that I needed to deal with, right? So I started my first set of time blocks, which time blocking is part of my time management 101. The definition of time blocking is chunking in your time to focus on one task or very similar tasks. So the first ever time box I ever did was my morning routine, (laughs) right? Making sure that I ate in the morning and then the afternoon, making sure that I moved. I just focused there. I was like, where could I make sure that I was eating three meals a day? How could I make sure that I was getting at least eight hours of sleep? I, I'm an eight hours of sleep kind of person. And yeah, so that- I, need, I need to sleep like eight or nine hours. That's like my ideal when I can do it. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Nine hours. That sounds amazing. <laughs> so, so that, I mean, if I can, if I can get to it, you know, that's a whole nother story, but yeah. <laughs> I totally understand. I think one thing that always happens when I work with clients one-on-one is, you know, they seem frustrated once they learn time blocking or to refocus on themselves in a new way. And what I'd like to remind everybody is that everything's a habit. You know, it's just like our practice. It takes time. It's never the same. And it 
changes as we change, like our schedules change, our time blocking schedules change with the seasons, with important things that happen in our lives. And right now I'm recovering from an illness. I can't get my normal eight hours of sleep just because I, I can't breathe, but I have to be patient knowing that I'll get back to it. That's kind of what I love about time management is that it reminds me a lot about yoga. It's how we're showing up every day for ourselves and for others and putting our best foot forward. So would you recommend for people if they have like a ton of stuff to do to create a list and then you would go from there, I would assume, put on top of your list the things that you are prioritizing, right? Sometimes it's hard to, well, I mean, there's some things that are like obvious to prioritize, but some things are like, how can you better prioritize? How can you find out what are the things that actually need to be done that day? Especially if you're like work for yourself, but even if you don't, you can also manage that as well. You know, what's like yes. a healthy way to do it? I love doing a brain dump. I have a bullet journal <laughs> and actually just, just yesterday, I myself was feeling a little overwhelmed. I did a brain dump and a brain dump is just a stream of consciousness where you just write everything that's in your brain. You write everything down that's bothering you, that you think you need to do or that you want to do everything. Just write it, write it, write it from personal, like got to go to the groceries, got to pick up the kids tomorrow, got to take the dog to the vet, to anything business oriented, need to work on my opt-in, need to record that video, need to get ready for my discovery call, whatever it is. And then from there, then I think it's important to take a deep breath, take a step back, maybe just leave it for a moment, your list, and then come back to it with kind of a fresh and clear mind and reprioritize maybe in sections, you know, maybe like putting stars around, oh, you know what, the are the top three that I need to focus on today. And actually, like that is the rule of thumb that I suggest to people is to focus on your top three priorities of the day. The top three priorities that I say are something for yourself. So something for self-care and something for sales. So something that can help you to earn profit in your business and something for marketing, which is something to grow your business, something to connect with someone that doesn't require a sale. And those are my three things. Like when you were just feeling completely overwhelmed, if you focus there, I have seen so many people just feel like, oh my gosh, I've had a productive day. The other thing that I like to remind people is, is that if the to-do list ever ends, then we're no longer in business. And we want, so we mm -hmm. want our to-do list to always remain constant. And so I yeah, and that that's a really good advice because a lot of people, I feel if the to-do list is not completed, it becomes like a stressful thing. And stress can really take a toll on anybody. As we know, also that we teach yoga, it's a lot about balancing and exhaling and letting go. I mean, you start seeing it like your shoulders start tensing up, but it starts affecting your sleep, your relationships, because you're stressed out, even the relationship with your own self. And then I also from there, there's a lot, especially chronic stress, if people are always going, going in the rat race, can develop in a lot of different things like hormonal imbalances and diseases if left unchecked over an extended period of time, which is why practices such as yoga and meditation and healthy living are so important. But even for those who are doing yoga, meditation, healthy living and, and conducting businesses in this realm, still can get very overwhelmed and still can get we're really good at like giving or like being of service to our students or our clients or whatever it is which is like out there and telling them how to do this manage that we read the books we do which is great and i think that's beautiful to be like a coach like that but i would invite a lot of us you know myself that's been my work too to turn that around and flip it and shed that light to you because are you actually living that life. And I know that nobody's perfect. And it is, I always love to say, this is Life on Earth podcast. So I always like to say Earth School. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. And when we make mistakes, and we're trying, but this is a striving for something that I, mm -hmm. I really believe that if we get better at boundaries that are healthy boundaries with others, our business and time management, all these things that we're talking about that we're going to start thriving and not just surviving. Yeah, that things can really shift the energy in your life so that you're not feeling tired all the time and you're not feeling overdone all the time. So 
that's why I believe in this work. So, and I love, I wanted to say, I love the, what you said about the three things. I hadn't heard about the, like you said, the marketing and the for sale. I love that in the self-care first, right? But the three things list is something that I started to do because way back I used to do lists for one day that had like 10 things on it. And I'd be like, so now for me, for my personality, it's been really nice to have three top things that I highlight for that day. And then if I get to those, I already feel like it's a win, you know, like it's a success. And maybe that's enough for that day. And sometimes I don't get to the three and that's okay too. But then if I end up getting to more, that's bonus. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the fact that you do something like quality versus quantity. If you can do three things, but do it really well, put the quality, the effort, the time, take the break to have lunch, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, just really structure the day because as entrepreneurs we have like our businesses and our clients and all that to take care of people have their own personal lives too i for example don't have children but i have my partner i have dogs i have cats i have a birds i mean i've got a lot <laughs> going on in my house you know we have a you have a lot going on too we were talking before the pot so it's like that is also part of the mix and i think exactly. that for me one of the things that were very challenging was when I went from being sort of like I lived as a single person and I had like one dog, one little dog, and that was it. And I worked, you know, I worked for Yoga Works. I worked like seven days a week. Then I had my own studio. I worked, And yes, it was all overwhelming and child, but I kind of like thrived in that environment. And I'm very happy that I have my house life now and my family, my parents, my mom and my brother, you know, but it's my nephew. But it sort of adds a whole nother element to like, whoa, now I really need to like figure this out because it's hard to, I guess, to just show up. I guess I just want to be like 100% everywhere. But then Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm kind of spread out, you know, like I'm spread out because there's so many things going on. And then when you have the holidays or different things, like right now in New Orleans, it's Mardi Gras. Fat Tuesday, everything kind of closes and you can work too, but it's also, there's a lot of things going on. And so, yeah, just trying to, you know, when the holidays come and everything, all the holidays, you got to go buy gifts. So how do you structure all of that in Mm -hmm. your life? To me, that's the challenging part. Yeah. There is a beautiful book called the 12 week year. And it is something that takes time management and then grows upon it into a bit of project management. And this is one of the other teachings. It's not involved in any course, but I like to look at my schedules and plan my projects and my tasks accordingly, (laughs) according to a 12-week year, which is really a quarter. So it's taking every quarter or every three months and looking at everything in advance. And the way that I encourage my clients to do this is to start thinking ahead about what are the celebrations? Do I have any time off? Are there holidays? You know, what are my main goals? What are all the tasks that I can think of that I might need to do? And how can I spread them out accordingly? And it's really, really neat to do that, to go on that journey, to map everything out that you possibly can within reason, right? Because there's things that are always going to pop up. Things are always going to change. But I love that concept because you can look at like, oh, Mardi Gras. I know that I want to take a week during and the week off to kind of recuperate from celebrations and having guests over. And you can even think about like delegating to your virtual assistants or, you know, marketing gurus or, or whomever, you know, or, or setting things up in advance. Like I love automating my social media posts when I have some time off. And that's like one of the favorite things that I love to do. And so I, I just love that. So I highly recommend that book. It can be a little dry. <laughs> I teach it in a different way. Um, it's digestible for those of us who have hearts of gold. But but I think that that's a really cool way. So you can always kind of be like a, a few steps ahead. You don't need to be a billion steps ahead, but just a few steps ahead to understand and, and look at what's coming up in your schedule. That is super helpful. What you just said. I love that. That's something that I need to do is to really lay out. Well, because a part of it is I do want that part of my life. Like I do want to show up for the holidays with my family and do stuff. I mean, I enjoy that. And that is part of 
the totality of a person's life, it's got to have different compart- It's different aspects of it. It's not all just you're a podcaster or whatever it is. You know, you, you're like different things at different times. So I love that. I think I'm going to look into it and to really kind of spread so that when those times come, you can take that time off and be fully present with whoever it is that you're sharing that time with. And I know there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast that have, you know, a lot of people have children and they are married and they have their yoga studios or other business or spas or whatever it is. So that comes up a lot. It's like, wow, how, you know, to try to be, to do all these different parts of your life and you want to do them well, you want to. And so sometimes it can be a little overwhelming and it can feel like things are falling through the cracks. But these things, organization skills is, I think, what's going to really assist us and support us. But what I was also going to mention when we have the blocks like that is especially us who work with client-based communities, that we communicate those blocks of time with our community too. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. that you said that because, well, you know, because sometimes I'll be honest, like sometimes it's frustrating for me with my, when I say frustrating, it's frustrating with my own self. Like I get frustrated at my own self. Like for example, if I get a lot of requests like to grade. I do a lot of trainings online and in person. So I have a lot of stuff that I have to grade midterms and finals and stuff. And sometimes I get like 10 sent to me like on December 23rd and they want to hear back from me like that. And I'm like now, you know, away visiting family for Christmas and we're like buying Christmas lights and there's people tech. So it's like, okay, That's why I'm saying get frustrated with me because I think really it's me not communicating. This needs to be communicated in advance, you know, whatever blockages we have or, hey, New Orleans, it's Mardi Gras on this day, X, Y, Z. So things are a little bit different or whatever holidays we have, you know, or even if you're just like taking off for a week vacation or whatever, you know, and I'm going to not be checking emails and I'm not going to be grading anything for like a week in July or whenever, because I'm going to be traveling for vacation with my family, whatever. So that I think is also important. And then the other aspect of it, which I would love to ask you this question is, what about when you communicate that with certain clients, but you still feel like, how do you handle the bound? You still feel like maybe that's not understood, you know? When um, <laughs> it's how do you how do you like how do you handle that? How do you advise for that? Like to create those you know healthy boundaries. The first step is creating your own time block, so your own time blocking schedule to know when you'll respond to people, when you'll be doing what. So, with time blocks, one of my favorite tools is to to create two to four hour chunks of time where you're focused on certain tasks. And some of that, you know, you could have a couple every day or maybe three times a week to where you're responding to people. I have a a great example of a client that I worked with. She is a functional nutritionist and she's amazing. And she was responding to people at all hours of the day, all hours of the night, on the weekends. And then when we started our program together, working one-on-one, we realized that she really wanted office hours and that made her feel very professional and very good and confident. So she moved all of her clients and made an announcement and said, Hey, in in two weeks, I'm going to switch and I'm going to have my office hours. And those will be, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, during these times. And she made it clear and reminded people over the course of the two weeks to kind of set that behavior. And then moving forward, that's exactly what she did. And she loved it. She felt like she had like a breath of fresh air and she had more time for creativity at night because she wasn't like stopping in the middle of writing something. She could just keep her mind focused. And then there were times where people tried to to push, but I think it's up to us as leaders, as yoga teachers, and those of us in the wellness industry to set examples for our clients. I know that for me, everybody that I work with, I, I want them to have beautiful boundaries and maybe they never had that modeled. You know, I know that I didn't really have good boundaries modeled when I was little. So I try to set the example, you know, just like I do when I teach yoga, right? 
So I think communication, as you said, is just super important, easing people into it and then being kind to ourselves too, because sometimes we'll flip up on those boundaries <laughs> that we're trying to set and say, hey, I responded to you the other night, but you know what? I want to hold myself accountable and get back to these office hours or get back to responding to you or, you know, that's just an example. But people, I think, really love that. The majority of people do. If there are people that push back around boundaries, I try to remind my clients it's really about them. It's something that's deeper, that's coming from their own journey, if you will. Yeah, I had a, a yoga studio. In, well, I have one now, but it's a different business model. It's more like an appointment and some public classes. But way back, I had one that was open seven days a week. And it was just like going, going, going. So I totally relate to what you said, because I was that person. And for many years, I was just answering almost like on call because we had classes until eight o'clock at night. We had classes, different teachers teaching. So things always came up, right? Studio was open seven days a week. And I was always, I don't know where it is. I was just like kind of engaging, but it, it really took a toll on me. And so a few years ago, I think probably like four years ago that I really started rethinking all this and I made the shift exactly like the example that you just did. And I said, now I have that. Yeah. I say, okay, these are my business hours. And so for me right now, my office hours are Monday through Friday and then really Monday through Thursday, they're a little bit, I have a little more time. And then Friday they're cut short just because I teach some in public and in privates in person. So I need that time. So I've really made a decision to keep the weekends only for workshops and trainings, which happens a lot. But then the ones that I don't have that, I really, that is not a time that I'm available. Like you said, of course, there are exceptions to, you know, it can't be like completely black and white, but normally, and then I've also made the choice that my office hours are up to five or 6 p.m. depending on the day. So of where I'm at in CS, because now I work with people in different locations too that's a whole nother yeah. thing so it's yes, like you have zones. to you have to consider all the times but you have to stick so for me like when it has showed up that it off time that sometimes happens and it's like I wanted a response right now I have politely sent a, a text back on email saying these are my office hours and mm-hmm. so you know I'll get to it as soon as I'm back in my office and I'll do the best mm-hmm. I can ASAP will get back to you but you know this is the structure that I follow. And like you said, I think that that is important, especially for us who are teaching health and wellness. You know, if we are teaching that, we should be applying that in our life as well. I think that that's important. Mm -hmm. So I try to be really mindful, especially now, I think it's a different level of awareness that I've had these past like few years than I've had before. I'm not going to say that that was my case before, but something shifted which is why I'm excited to have you here because to spread this, but that I'm also trying to be really mindful of the people that work for me, like the teachers that work on my studio or in my business. And that means not schedule, you know, live streams for like a teacher's meeting or whatever at night or in certain times, like maybe weekends. I'm trying to be really mindful of things like that too, because Mm -hmm. Again, how can I be wanting to do this for myself and coach people to see what works for you? And I don't think, obviously, you and I know some people might be listening to this and thinking this too. Some people work Saturday and Sunday and Monday is their day off or two or Monday and two or whatever, whatever that is for you, right? But for me, what I'm trying to say is just to be also mindful of the people that I set some teachers meeting or or staff meeting or whatever so that they are also feel that they're being supported mm-hmm. and also understand that like, hey, I'm not going to text them something about really important about work at nine o'clock at night on a Wednesday night. I just don't do that. I really now hesitate. Or even if I'm going to send that email, I'll schedule the email to yeah. write whatever I have to go, but I'll schedule the email in case you're listening to this uh, listeners and not saying to go the next morning at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. or 10, whatever. Mm-hmm. Again, how can I want this for myself 
and be kind of life coaching others and on really the balance of body, mind, spirit, and not be practicing it with the people that I work, like the teachers that work with me or my team. So I think it's all lesson, right? It's all like together. (laughs) You can't, you can't just like do it like one to one thing, like to your client, but then not do it here. It just doesn't work. It's like when you start shifting gears, you really look at the whole picture, right? Yes. Yep, exactly. 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 And it's a work in progress too. It I think is. that's why I love it. It's there's not a like, oh, I got my fingers and I fixed this and it's it's good to go. It's a constant re-examination, you know. I always ask yourself, am I spending my time the way that I want to? Am I valuing my time? Am I valuing the time of others? It is a beautiful like work in progress. And I love that. I love that like journey for myself and for other people. And when people start to get that aha moment about, oh, I can create the life that I want to right now. I don't have to burn out a billion times to get to where I am really enjoying life. It's a beautiful, beautiful moment. And you're right. I love that you're setting the example for your team and your clients because there are a lot of people who don't and who will ping people, I call it ping, you know, (laughs) text people, email people at all hours of the night. And it creates a lot of anxiety, right? It really does. It really does. I come to a point that there are certain days that I really have to put my phone in silence and just be Mm -hmm. like, I'm done with the phone after whatever time, you know, especially if I feel like I'm kind of reaching my max and it's Mm -hmm. like, Okay, then, okay, today after whatever the office hour is, six o'clock, whatever, the phone is done, done. You know, I may come check it a couple more times just to see if I have, you know, family stuff coming up or whatever. Well, because of what you said, it creates this anxiety otherwise. And I don't want that anymore. If I'm going to have that, then I can't show up to for my clients or what I want to do, what I'm doing here on this earth plant as service, whatever medium it is, whether it's podcast or teach a class or coach a person or training, whatever, I want to show up as my max. And so if I'm feeling anxiety and I'm feeling depleted and I'm feeling like it's everything is overwhelming, it's too much, I will not be able to give it all to that moment. Yes, yes. And that's the issue. One of the problems. Yeah, it is. And I think that that's what we are all here for in this wellness industry. That's why I feel drawn to serve here is because, you know, we we need ourselves so much to show up and hold space for other people. And we are not able to do that unless we are really clear with what it is that we need in any given moment to recharge our own batteries. It's so, so true. I think I heard Amanda talking with you about how before she started doing this kind of work with you that she was working at one point also I mean I think it's very typical that right especially people who own their own business it's easy to work all the time and I think oh I think she said she wasn't taking days off Um, (laughs) yeah wait this was if Amanda if you ever listen this is like I know you meant way whenever it was like way back but anyways (laughs) Renee what do you think like do you think it's important for people to take days off? Oh gosh, I do. However, I want to give a little preface. I do want to say that I know that there are different periods of time in our life where we're making important shifts. You might be like myself holding a full-time job and realizing that you want to start your own business as a yoga teacher. And so there's this like shift that happens, right? But the end game should always be that you want to create the schedule that you deeply desire that will nurture yourself so you can show up for your clients. And so once you're through that transition and holding yourself uh, to the, the highest regard that you can and taking really good care of yourself during that time, see if you can strive for one to two days off. And the reason that I ask people to ask themselves if that's possible is because our brains need time to rest and to assimilate all of the information that we put into it all week long, you know? 
And same thing with Shavasana, right? We don't, we do this beautiful yoga practice, but we need to like rest and then we need to meditate and let it all sink in. (laughs) It reinforces everything that we've learned and we become stronger mentally, physically, spiritually, everything when we find those moments of rest. And if we don't, oftentimes that's when you'll see burnout and illness sink in, right? I love that you spoke to that because even though it's it sounds so obvious, I think it's something that many of us, especially those who are, even if you're starting a business on the side or, you know, it, or you have your own business or you're somewhat entrepreneur, it's really easy to get into the situation that you're just like working, working, working. And, and it's like, you're not setting the boundaries. You're not taking the days off. And like you said, and I know you believe in this, self-care is so important. I love that you put that as the number one on your three bullet points because we need that time to let everything, love also that you mentioned Shavasana, let all, whatever it is that you're doing during the week or that month to sort of sink in so that your system can process things and then also so that you can create space. You know, Mm -hmm. and I find that a lot of times it's in those times that I create space, which means an afternoon off and, and really off doing something different or some tea or walking in nature or reading a good book or whatever, that creativity will come through, yes. you know, like you get this stream of like, oh my God. And all of a sudden you just had this beautiful idea for your business or whatever it is. But when we don't have, we don't allow ourselves time off or we have so many appointments one appointment after and we just go 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 we don't really give the brain and our system that space for this creativity and this stream of you know I don't know this knowledge that comes from beyond or whatever to come through because how is it going to come through if it's just like always occupied right yes so yes there there's this beautiful TED talk I think the woman's name is Manoush it's escaping me in this moment, but she did a beautiful experiment where uh, she found that boredom sparks creativity. And so you're absolutely spot on there. And I love like sharing this TED talk because it just blew my mind, right? It's like counterintuitive, but you know, our our brains are like sponges, like they can only take so much and then they need to like dry out (laughs) to let some more moisture and knowledge back in. But yes, it's so, so important to just have time to Attach and I, I love a good social media like detox. You know, <laughs> I think it's always great to do that. Like detach for a little bit. I don't have any notifications on my phone. That is something I learned from Mado um, Hesseling. So and I don't have any notifications on my phone either. Yeah, girl. I can't do it. I don't even understand. Like my partner doesn't understand how I don't have any notif any. And he's like, "How do you?" I'm like, "I don't understand how." you guys function, I'm talking about him, with notifications, because to me, that drives me, talk about a ping that will like, oh my gosh, that's what it does to me. It really does something weird to my nervous system. But who did you learn it from? So you can, we can share with the community. Yeah, another fellow yoga teacher and podcaster, she made a pact with herself. And I was like, I'm going on board with this. It was back in 2022. But her name is Mado Hesselink. She is the podcast hostess of the yoga teacher resource she decided to do that. And so I was just like, you know what, I'm diving in and I haven't looked back. (laughs) It's fantastic. I'm right there with you. So you love it. You love it. You feel like you don't, you don't need it at all. No, I think our natural inclination is to check our phones, check our emails. And it does, it creates a sense of anxiety within me too, especially when we're building our businesses, there's constant like (laughs) notifications. It's like, we don't need that. There's other ways that you can consolidate your notifications too, but I just prefer to go without. I really do. Yeah, I find it more productive. Yeah. Do you have, or let's say on your best days, any night sort of routine to wind you down? Do you put the phone away for us after a certain time or on silence? Or how does your evening Mm -hmm. look like? Ooh, nighttime routine. I like to have a good cup of tea and I have my phone um, automatically. It goes on do not disturb from 9 p.m. Central time to 6 a.m. Central time. And I love that. It's just this big span of time. And I feel like it's kind of nice. It's like your phone gives you a break from receiving any notifications. And I don't even look to see lighting up, you know, 
I'm guilty. I like to wind down with some Netflix. <laughs> There's nothing like, you know, nothing I'm wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with guilty. that. <laughs> It's nice for me to watch kind of a, a fantasy show when my work is so focused on um, being so <laughs> productive all yeah. the time, right? Yeah. So I like yeah. to give myself a little bit of freedom there. And then we usually play with our dogs to have them come out and just spend some good quality time. And then that's something that my soul needs is good quality time with either pets or my, my new fiance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Oh, and then my bedtime's at 10. I love a good early bedtime, you know. Oh, that's nice. Do you read before (laughs) bed? Actually, I like to read in the morning. In the morning is what I feel most like I feel sharp and I'm in taking the information. Uh It gets me excited. And sometimes I can incorporate that into my day. So I found that that's when I really enjoy reading and journaling. Oh, sometimes I will journal at night too. I really enjoy kind of getting, especially if there's something bothering me just to get it out and like give it to God or God, goddess universe, you know? Yes. When do you meditate in the morning or in the morning? In the morning morning as well. I love that. It's like a wonderful clearing of the mind and just connecting with my breath. And and it's during that time that I remind myself, you know, how do I want to show up today? And um, I ask myself the four questions that are from A Course in Miracle, which is, you know, I where love will you A have Course me? in Miracle. Oh, you do? I have it right here on my desk. Where would you have me go? Where would you have me do? Where do you have me? So say it. Where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? To whom? And I, so I ask funny. myself that. I, I ask myself that question too. Very often in the mornings. I know it's the best. It it's is. the best. After I ask that question, I feel like so centered. Same, it's amazing. Same. It gives me goosebumps when you say that. <laughs> I love to meditate in the morning too. And I've learned that I've had to really ask myself questions, which I've heard you talk about it too. What does a morning look like for me over the past however many years that I've had my own business and stuff, which has been, I mean, when I say many years is for me, at least it didn't come automatically. These things no, like exactly. it took me a, a while and I'm still trying to figure it out, obviously, you know, but it took me a while to start asking. I feel the right questions. Like, how do you want your day to look like, like what time I guess like for years, I never realized that I, it was like, wait, what time do you want to see your first client at? Like it never occurred to me until like, four or five years ago and I'm like wait okay I get to choose you know I get to say that so okay, I like to wake up at around eight and then I, I need to have some morning time with my animals and a nice mm-hmm. cup of tea or coffee or whatever I'm doing and I have to have some mo- a moment for me to meditate journal whatever it is that I'm doing right and yeah. then once I get all that in then my system is a lot more grounded and centered and then I can kind of step up and show up for whatever it is that how the day is going to roll, you know, so I see clients starting at like 11, no earlier than that, oh, because it lovely. just does not work for me. But I understand that that's also like, maybe it's a privilege. But I would like to say this, it's been very intentional. I mean, so I've had my business for 22 years. Yeah, that's a long time, you know, long time. Yes, congrats. So yeah, thank you. But I've had a lot of different ups and downs and a lot of different twists and a lot of different things. So it's really taken me, you know, I mean, once upon a time, I used to teach classes, I used to teach Mysore style for many years, the Ashtanga yoga Mysore style. So I actually Mm -hmm. had to be at the studio at like 445, five o'clock a.m. six days a week. Because I used to open the studio oftentimes at six o'clock in the morning. So, you know, I've done all kinds, but now I'm in my 40s and it's really important to me, especially since I do have the privilege of owning my own business and I work a lot from home and then I travel some to teach and I have go sometimes in person too, that I can actually say, okay, this is what I need my mornings when I'm here to look like to support my nervous system, to support my health and my balance. Just full disclosure, like I, because I had been working so much for so many years, I did have a lot of like hormonal imbalances and I'm still like dealing through some of that, you know? So I have to I be very mindful with like, also I'm thinking my health, literally. 
I'm thinking my nervous system and my health. I could tell people as a little biohacking, if you're listening to this, if I am (laughs) having a really like busy day and I feel like stressed out or overwhelmed, I do a yoga nidra audio for like, I just mm-hmm. put my head headphones. You do that too. <laughs> and I just literally, if I can take a time out for like 10 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever you can, sometimes it's five minutes, right? And I'll yeah. do a relaxation technique or a yoga nidra or sometimes like a hip self-hypnosis or that could be a meditation too, but there are other options than meditation. And then just to like ah, relax and that resets my system. And then I come back and I'm like, fine, you know, that's so good for down regulating the system. I love, love, love yoga nidra. And then I'm a sucker for a good sound bath, crystal bowls, something like that, or a good, a good mantra. I've got this like great um, insight timer is my, oh yeah, I love it. I love insight timer. Yes, I've got the seven minute mantra. I'll put myself in my little meditation closet and I'll just like, you know, do Sufi rolls and sing. <laughs> meditation, meditation closet. I love it. Yeah, I love that one. And I do headspace as well. Those are my two go to, but super helpful. Yes. Well, so if anyone wants to take this time management 101, they can go where to take it. Because <laughs> sure. it's an online course and in itself paced, right? Yes, it's a drip course and it's my mini course. I know how many of you are have a super full schedule. It gets dripped over the seven days and I love it this way. I took it was actually like a one and a half hour workshop and I divided it up. And there's actually journaling questions that come out each day. So you get to like think about it and then you watch a video that's about 10 to 20 minutes max. I think there's like one video that's 20 minutes. So it's really digestible, nice. which I think is quintessential. And so Perfect. you can find it on my website and my website's www.renee-claire.com and then it's I think it's forward slash time also thank you for that and how can people find you is it better through social media also or your website or how website is always great but I love hanging out on Instagram it's my happy place and so come find me I'm at the productive WP it's me on there. Come chat with me. <laughs> I like building community on there. It's fun. That is so sweet. And you're still living in Texas? Yes, I'm in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Okay. And online, which is like, yeah, it's just so good. Now online, I feel like we're all connected and we can connect with anybody and we're all like in the same place. On You know, connecting online is so easy. That's why I love, yeah. I love working live streams and uh, online as well. It's important too. I do too. I feel like I can reach and connect with so many more people than I than I ever imagined. And I have friends all over the world. And I think we've created such a beautiful online space, you know? Yeah, me too. I love it. So thank you so much for sharing your gift with Life on Earth community. It's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you for coming. And it's very nice of you. And just awesome that you share all this knowledge and that you want to spread it to help people structure their time so that they can like I said, not only survive and get stressed out, but thrive and be happy and just have blocks of things. So now you guys are going to start doing that. The three bullet things that you said, repeat that again. It was self-care and then something for marketing and something for sales. Yes, you got it. (laughs) Love it. And marketing. Okay. So now we're good. We're set. And then take the course. Well, thank you so much, Renee. So good to have you on the show. Yeah. Bye. Bye everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Life on Earth podcast. Share this episode with someone you love and who can benefit. Follow us on Apple Podcasts and all your favorite platforms. If you like the show, leave us a great review. Have an awesome day. We will see you soon.